0: Hello again and welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend John Opelouski. Good
1: morning, Jim. Good to see you and uh, really excited about our subject today. Yeah, me too. You
0: know, 2020, 2021, and even to some degree 2022, uh, we've had to be very careful. It seems like that the light at the end of the tunnel has so many times just been an oncoming train, Right. that, that it hasn't been the light at the end of the tunnel. It's been one disaster after another. And, and I, I hope that today, as you are sharing your heart and thoughts with us on this really important topic, that we'll, we really will begin to, to regenerate some of the muscles that atrophied in the last couple of years. So tell us a little bit about today. Yeah, the subject
1: is getting back to vision. Uh, Jim, the other day, you and I were talking about the leadership landscape, uh, especially as it relates to churches. Yeah. and uh you know we're not making any promises here we don't have a word from the lord you know or yeah and our goal here isn't to give false hope but we're we're both sensing i think that the dark cloud of the pandemic that's hung over the church really the past two years not just the church our our entire world uh may be dissipating to some degree and yes. and i and not only do we feel that way? I've had several conversations with uh, lead pastors over the last uh, week or so that would reinforce that thought. They're feeling similarly to that. So so as we talked about it, Jim, it, it ignited uh, uh, in us uh, a desire to do a three-parter, uh, uh, three-part series of pods, uh, one on vision, one on strategy. And then I think the third one we'll do would be on teams. Uh, but today I'd like to focus on, on vision. And, um, you know, I get asked occasionally why, you know, why is vision, why is vision important? Why does it matter? Uh, Can I just show up and preach every Sunday? And, and that's like good enough. And, um,
0: so we, you know, when we have, that, go ahead, you want to say something to that, Jeff? Well, I, I just, the guy that says that's missing out on one of the greatest parts of being a leader. Mm-hmm. Where we, we serve the church through, you know, servant leadership. We're, we're at the top of the pyramid. We're at the bottom Supporting, but if we don't know where we're going, then right. no one knows where they're going. And it says a, a dynamic sometimes that if we don't know where we're going, then whoever speaks the loudest is now the leader. Yes. And multiple visions is division by right. by definition. So I I I I've seen it too, and I'm shocked by it every time I see it. You know, the leader is responsible for the direction of the church.
1: Yeah. yeah. So we
0: so when when I when I have this conversation
1: with the pastor, and I'm sure you probably say similar things. There's, there's usually like three things that I, I point out. Here's the first one is that vision gives you a clear picture of your organization's destination. Vision, yeah. To me, vision answers the question, where, you know, yeah. where are we going as a church? Where are we going as a, a business? Um, yeah. Vision is a clear, compelling, mouth-watering picture of the end zone for those of you who like football, uh, yeah, like yeah. I do. And, and it helps your organization get aligned. Um, Michael Hyatt points this out. He says, you can't get alignment without something to align to. Yeah. And vision, is that something? Yes. It, it, it is your organization's north star. And and so you said it earlier that if if there's not a clear sense of where we're headed in direction, whoever screams the loudest, yeah, becomes the leader, and they're going to take uh, they're going to take the organization
0: in a direction you don't want it to go. Right, and all that energy has to go into getting realignment and getting mm-hmm. you know refocused, and you lose good people, and they're confused because well, I thought we were doing this and you know, why did that person leave the church? It's, I, I think like you're saying, John, if we are proactive with vision. We don't have to be reactive to division nearly as much. That's
1: right. Yeah. That's right. And, and so, so that's the first thing we talk, we talk about that vision is your organization's North star. Um, secondly, vision helps you simplify. Yes. We had Carl Vaders uh, uh, as a guest on the podcast a few weeks ago. And man, I, if you haven't if you haven't listened to those two podcasts, I think it's Pod one twenty four and one twenty five. Phenomenal. He yes. he was such a phenomenal guest. And so appreciative, and he made this statement. He uh, he said most small churches are too complicated. Carl really uh, has expertise and focus in in helping small churches reach their full potential. He said this: most small churches are too complicated. I, I would add that most churches regardless of their size, are too complicated. Yes. Um,
0: we're trying to do too many things, right? right. It's, it's not that there's too many layers of bureaucracy or too much paperwork to fill out. It's that we're trying to be excellent in 14 different directions. And some of them started 10 years ago, and the person who started it has been dead for five. And mm-hmm. we kept putting another person in charge of that and another person in charge of that. And yeah. Right.
1: You know, I, I, think, a, I think a clear destination tells us where we're going to put resources. Yeah. Um, yeah. our, our time, our energy, our money, uh, it tells us who we're going to hire yeah, and who we're, who we're not going to hire, who right. we're going to retain and who we're not going to retain, yeah. um, what programs we're going to start and which ones we're going to stop, which programs we're going to pour more gas on. And those we're going to just not, you know, we're going to let them, uh, die out or either a slow death or we're going to, we're going to speed that up. Um, yeah. You know, in a world that has so many choices, I go to the I go to the grocery store, Jim. There's like entire aisles of fingernail polish. It's like, you know, Laurel <laughs> will go to the fingernail polish aisle, and it's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why are there a thousand different options? But isn't that our world? It is. Yeah. And, and even in the church world, it's like. You know there there is so many choices. Vision uncomplicates our life. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I, it just, It's funny. It when you say uncomplicated, it almost sounds like it makes it less active. I, I would argue just the That's opposite. What I mean? Yeah, it, it's it's like saying I'm going to shoot an arrow at the side of a building, and then and then paint a bullseye around the wherever the arrow hit and say I, I hit what I was aiming at, versus really having something to shoot at. When you have something to shoot at. You can focus all of your energy in a very concise direction. Your time, then your resources, your your when you're talking to your leadership team, uh, people want to know where they're going. They want to be a part of something larger than themselves. Yes. And they, they want to grow with something that's going somewhere. And it's a, a leader without a vision is and, and by the way, I've been uh for large seasons of my ministry, not just for a couple of weeks I felt you know stuck, but stuck for years sometimes without a compelling vision or being obedient to, um, kind of the, the old vision that I had and, and a long faithfulness in the same direction, but with diminishing returns, you know, mm. and man, when you when God tells you what to do next, it's the best day of your life. I just, mm. I, if you don't have a vision, then I really, if you don't know where you're going, then I don't know where you're leading. But if you have this, it simplifies, it clarifies it. it uh, and I think the last one you're about to say, it amplifies, right? It, it yeah. energizes.
1: That's right. It vision creates energy and momentum. Yes. Uh, so let's use churches as an example with this third one. Uh, I've had more than a few pastors over the years complain to me that the church they lead doesn't have enough people stepping up to serve. Yeah, sure. Now we're going to talk more about that. Probably it'll be pod 129. Um, but my response to that typically is this: what's the vision for your church? Yeah. What's the vision? And if they answer vaguely. Or yeah. say, I don't know, it's hard, It's not hard to figure out why they have a people-serving problem.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, a, a compelling vision is like a magnet. It, it draws people to want to sign on the dotted line. They may not know where they fit, and we'll talk about that uh, later yeah. in, a, in, a, in a couple of pods. Yeah. But they know, hey, I, I want to be on board. I, I, I want to be a part of this. I have a client. In, in the grand rapids area jim young man pastors a wonderful church this guy is so full of vision mm. i said if i lived in grand rapids i go to your church right i, I want to be part of that. I, I get excited talking to him listening to him share what god has laid on his heart to do and 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 so vision is this energizing magnetic force that 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 calls people that inspires people to
0: roll up their sleeves and work yeah it does and, and willfully right joyfully yeah again want to be a part of something i'm created for a purpose if my purpose can connect with the vision of this church then there is a magnet and steel that that, that will not separate it's uh yeah, it's huge. I, I think I think sometimes John again we say, well, I'm just going to read the Bible and preach a good sermon. We're going to have some music. We'll have some announcements. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but but it's missing a couple of really important elements. To, yes. you see, I, I want more people involved. Well, but almost just to use a different set of terms, I, I want more people to be in submission to to the you know to what what what's happening here. Well, submission requires mission. So mm-hmm. I, I want you to come join. Well, then where are we going? Well, we're kind of gonna do this and we sort of do that. And we've got some mottos on the wall that we printed four pastures ago. We never, we never took down. Like that's there's there's nothing to submit to because there's there's no myth, there's no mission <laughs> that, that leads us where we're going. So yeah, I I would rather a leader be excited about a destination than than simply just doctrinally sound and you know, uh, anointed. Those are all great things, but yes. we we can run really fast on a treadmill and not get anywhere. Where are we going? Let's go for a run outside. Let's let's change zip codes as yes. we serve the Lord and go from place to place.
1: Right on. Yeah. Let me let me quote Michael Quiet. Uh, Michael Quiet. Michael Hyatt. Right. He's Michael's not quiet. He no. he's, <laughs> he's quite God. a great communicator. But he said this: when we lead with vision, we're doing something that moves people from renters to owners. Yes. Yeah. And what that says to me is that vision increases buy-in yeah. and it, and it often Jim filters out those who don't buy in. Yeah. And I think that, I don't think we talk about that part of vision enough yeah. um, sometimes vision. So let me say this, you know, you might, you might be pastoring a church. Uh, you're listening and watching today. You're the lead pastor and you, you start casting vision you might not have growth right away you you might have growth in reverse you right. know? Yeah. you may have growth by negative yeah um, i remember rod loy saying one time rod uh, is a, an assembly of god pastor one of the leaders in our denomination and he, he said that his church I remember him preaching one time he says that week my church grew by negative 100 yeah <laughs> you know? yeah yeah but there were 100 people who weren't bought in yeah
0: they laughed and that's it yeah. And that's, okay. It is, it is
1: okay. It is, it's healthy. It's, it's growth by subtraction. It's yeah. getting healthier uh, by the pruning out of people. Not, okay. And they're not bad people, No, but it's no. people who just don't buy in uh, yeah. to the, the destination. You want to, you and the Lord want to take uh, the church he's called you to lead. Can I,
0: can I take it maybe a step further, John, sure. and I don't want to take it too far, but just to make sure everybody understands the point you just made. That if you share your compelling vision and people kind of don't leave because that's not their vision, then maybe you haven't shared it clearly enough. Mm. And I'm not saying we should share a vision to repel people, but if you say right. we're going to win the lost at any cost, that doesn't cost us our beliefs. So we're gonna pull out all the stops, we're gonna to... well then the family that just wants the nice quiet church that sings the song and has the programs, and when are we gonna put in the bowling alley? They they may change their mind about wanting to go to that church, and that's okay. There, there's a church down the street that has a bowling alley, and go do yep. the programs, and your kids can have badges on their uniforms. Everything's wonderful. It, this isn't a divisive thing; it's a definitive no. thing. That's Let's right. define what we're doing here. So we put all of our energy in this direction. And if you if your church is the the one that it's a it's a good family church, we want kids to come and stay until they're leading the classes they once attended, and that's a vision too. But yes. Um, but, you know, we're going we're gonna to send a million dollars and 500 of our own people into the mission field in the next 20 years. That's that tells you that goal tells you what you're doing here or that you might be in the wrong place. So the more definition, the more people are going to decide whether or not that's what they are wanting to, to join or not. That's right. And you'll attract the people that you want to attract when you cast the vision properly and, and use the word pruning. I think that's better than, you know, they'll leave and they weren't, you know forget Mm -hmm. them. Like that's, that's a terrible attitude, but to say, I'm going to be clear with you. When we came here 27 years ago, I remember sharing vision, the founding pastor who started the church 33 years prior had a vision. We came in with a different vision. We were clear about it. And I remember that as I shared the vision, I'd see people kind of, you know, looking to see what others thought, including him. I remember Mm -hmm. one time I just called it out and I said, we're going to do this. And you don't have to look at pastor Burke to see if it's okay with him. He's the retired pastor. I'm, I'm the current pastor. So his vision, we, we, we are so grateful for our history, but what I'm preaching today is destiny. This is where we're going. So you don't need to see his reaction. And I made it clear, if, if this is not your vision, if I'm not your pastor, that's really okay. But you yep. have to understand something. Then this is no longer your church. So I'm not going to lead in a direction and have to drag you along. Either come along with us because this is where we're going, or or don't come along with us, and we bless you.
1: Right. And, uh, Jim, you you just— uh, you just uh, and that's okay. Yeah. Hey, Jim. You just uh, froze up there that, for a little right? bit, but uh, that's all right. Uh, I, I I know what you're saying yeah. there. That um, it's okay?
0: Yeah. yeah. We're
1: bl- we're blessing people one way or the other with this, and yes. and, I, I in a way, I think vision. I mean, is is primarily uniting, you know. But there is a filtering effect to it. So so let me just share one final thought here, um, and that's this: the that vision matters. Yeah. The church or business that you lead needs you, listen, please listen to this, needs you to cast vision again, to paint a compelling picture of an achievable future. Um, Say that
0: again slowly because people are taking notes. I go, what? To paint a compelling
1: picture of an achievable future.
0: Beautiful. Yeah,
1: that's great. And and you might be wondering, you know, uh, if you're listening or watching this, to this morning this afternoon this evening wherever you're listening to this um you know how far out should you be looking and that, and that's a great question right yeah that's a great question right now here's my sense jim and i i, I could be wrong about that um right now i think mm, maybe a couple of years you know during yeah. the during the, the the heat of the pandemic we you know guys were thinking a week ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, but I think a couple of years out now is probably that sounds right to me. And if you find yourself not knowing where to start with vision development or vision casting, both of those are important, right? Uh, yeah. we're here to serve you. We're here to help you.
0: Right on. Yeah. I love that. And and can I also say that's a joy to sit down with someone that goes, it's nebulous and I need it to be focused. And yeah. and to ask those questions that bring that clarity, you you feel. I, we use the phrase being a grandparent. You, you feel all the joy of the child without all the responsibility of the child. Yeah. So yeah. if people have a, they, they want to clarify those things again, that's, we would love to be a part of that. Can hey, share one last thought before we close it out? Yeah, please. I, I, this is something that's haunted me in a good way for a decade or so, but I, God made a lot of different things. A lot of animals have a consciousness. They, they wake up, they go to sleep. But all creation is working off of instinct and survival, except for us, Mm. because we're created in this image. We actually have this superpower where we can imagine a tomorrow that's different from today and then make changes to lead us towards what we saw with our imagination. It's really a a brilliant, wonderful thing. I I think it's something we'll be held accountable for. So maybe that's that's an, an issue or an area where we could just take that minute to pray, be still, sit in the auditorium, sit in the middle of our community, sit in our family room, close your eyes and, and see the fields and, and let God speak to you about what's there. And, and one of the things I love about dreams is there's no cholesterol, you know, there's no calories, there's no, there's no cost. I can, like dreams are free and they're good for your soul. Yeah. And occasionally a dream comes by, you go, that's not a dream, that's the dream. Mm-hmm. And, and using that superpower to envision a tomorrow that's different from today is is a gift from God that he expects us to, to utilize. So John, thank you for this. I, I love the thought and I feel safer. I've been doing this for a while, but I I feel safer doing it now that you're saying the same thing that I've been saying. And that is, I think it's okay. Uh, Our, you know, we all had our 2020 vision and we threw it in the scrap heap in March Mm. and it's been hard. Like you say, to plan, you know, weekly, sometimes it's been, even that plan got changed because our, our government announced every Thursday and we had to scramble by Sunday. That's right. The changes that were in place. So we're, we're good at pivoting, but it's it's good for our souls to move beyond the pivot to the dream. So that's right. The flood may or may not be over with, the fire may or may not have swept through. It's time to start plowing rows and planting corn again. And that's right. Dreaming about what God can do. So thank you so much for that. God bless you. And God bless you, our our listeners and watchers. We are we're just super honored, you know. Yeah. Let me share this time. What a great trust. And we we hope to always use it well. And John, you know, you you mentioned getting in touch with you. How do we go about doing that? How do we how do we get some time with you? And what's that process look like?
1: Yeah, it's super simple, Jim. Just go to convergecoach.com and uh, select the contact us link. That will bring up a little form you fill out, and you get 30 minutes with us. Uh, you know, no no obligation
0: at all, and uh, we can figure out if we can be helpful to you or not. I love it. Sometimes just having that confirming third voice, right? God, mm-hmm. believe has spoken to you and talking to somebody else or yeah, I'm stuck someplace. And what you may be stuck at, John's been there a thousand times. It can help you through it. So God bless you. And uh, we hope to continue to see you again next week as we go to pod number 120, uh, 128. Yeah, meet. 120. As we continue to lead from the line.